Welcome back to yet another MTG podcast. As always, I am your host, Nigel, and today is Commander Quick Take Saturday. Today's commander is an Esper one, and actually my first Esper commander that I ever built, and recently I've been wondering how it would be in today's meta. Oloro Ageless Aztec was an amazing life gain pillow fort build that constantly gains you life every turn. Oloro Ageless Aztec is a legendary creature giant soldier for three and a blue and a white and a black that reads, at the beginning of your upkeep you gain two life. Whenever you gain life, you may pay one. If you do, draw a card and each opponent loses one life. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Olaro is in the command zone, you gain two life. And all of that text on a 4-5. When I first played the commander, he seemed amazing. I was constantly gaining life and always had tons of prison effects and I thought I could never lose. But then my friends got more aggressive and better and better cards were printed and I realized that pillow fort decks were kind of falling off. But life gain, on the other hand has so much more support now. So let's look at some new and old cards we can run with this beast of an Esper Commander. Starting off with Witch of the Moors. Really wish I kind of had this card back then. Witch of the Moors is a 3 and 2 black creature, human warlock, 4-4 four, four with death touch. That also reads, at the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, each opponent sacrifices a creature, and you return up to one target creature from your graveyard to your hand. Since Olero is going to trigger even if he's in the command zone, every turn we are going to be making our opponents lose one of their creatures and bringing one of our creatures back to our hand from the graveyard. This is a great recursion effect that is just going to be repeating over and over again. It's also a great source of removal. Not going to do a whole lot against our opponent's token builds that are making tokens faster than we can make them sacrifice them. But if they are just having some big threats on the board this will help keep some of those at bay the next card is cosmos elixir this four colorless mana artifact we got from kaldheim says at the beginning of your end step draw a card if your life total is greater than your starting life total otherwise you gain two life since olero already starts you at the game with 42 life basically because you gain it on your upkeep this is constantly going to be drawing you extra cards throughout the game and if you don't, it gains you two life, meaning it's going to trigger all of our other life gain synergy pieces in the deck. This is a great four mana artifact drop. Also kind of on the budget side of this build, so, you know, not going to hurt the wallet too much. And it's going to be just a reliable source of card draw throughout the game. Next card is called Voice of the Blessed. This was a two, two pip white, so two white, not anything else, two white. We got from Innistrad block. It is a creature spirit cleric. It says whenever you gain life, put a plus one plus one counter on Voice of the Blessed. As long as Voice of the Blessed has four or more plus one plus one counters on it, it has flying and vigilance. And as long as it has ten or more plus one plus one counters on it, it has indestructible. And it is a two two. So this creature is just going to be constantly cr climbing in power throughout the game. We're going to have other life gain things in the deck to constantly be triggering so that we get more and more counters on this thing throughout the game. And it's just going to be a giant beater. It's going to have Flying, Vigilance, and Indestructible. So it's going to be an amazing defender, and it's going to be an amazing beater in the air. It's kind of pretty insane for a two-drop. Another newer card that we got re semi-recently, I should say, is Cleric Class. Cleric Class is a one-white enchantment class, and its first level says if you would gain life, you gain that much life plus one instead. 
So immediately for one mana, Olero is going to be gaining us three life. Level it up to level two for four mana. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control, which is going to help build up our creatures. And for four and a white, when this class becomes level three, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield, you gain life equal to its toughness. So this is a probably later game recursion spell. In the early game, it's going to start gaining us more life, which is great because our pillow fort is going to grow. It's going to be triggering our life gain strategies. It's going to be triggering maybe some end of the game shenanigans with our giant life total. This card is just pretty good all around. For only one white mana on an enchantment, you know, it's kind of hard to remove. That is a great addition to the 99. And last but not least, we got a new combo-y piece that's also just a great value piece in the deck as well since we're going life gain, and that is Vito, Thorn of the Dusk Rose. Vito is a two and a black legendary creature vampire cleric. It says whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. And for three and two black creatures you control, gain lifelink until end of turn, and he is a one, three. Vito is a combo piece because he reads exactly like Sanguine Bond, which is an enchantment that literally says the exact same thing that he does. And then with Exquisite Blood, that one says if an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. So then it kind of goes infinite back and forth on each other until all your opponents are dead. So Vito is a great addition to the deck, especially since he's only 3 mana as opposed to Sanguine Bond, which is 5 mana. It does on a creature, so he's a little bit more fragile, but again, with those effects that let us plus 1 put plus one plus one counters on our creatures when we gain life he's going to be big in no time so those are kind of the newer cards that we have gotten to add to olero i mean there's gonna be a lot of other life gain cards that we've gotten recently but those are the big ones i think that are kind of gonna go in all of the builds especially which of the mores and cosmos elixir because those are just really crazy value pieces but this is kind of a problem with this deck is like how do you win? There are a lot of cool things that Olero decks can do, but they just kind of sit there. They just gain all this life. They just kind of sit there, kind of watch the game unfold. But then they're usually the last one standing with somebody else that has this giant board or somebody combos, and then they win, and it doesn't matter how much life we have. So let's look at combos that we can be running in Olero. First up, Sanguine Bond and Exquisite Blood. I just said about that one. Or Vito and Exquisite Blood. Whenever we gain life, target opponent loses that much life, and then whenever an opponent loses life, we gain that much life. So they just go back and forth, back and forth on each other. The other card that we could potentially use to win, which is an oldie but a goodie, is Felidar Sovereign. Felidar Sovereign is a 4 and 2 weight creature cat beast that reads Vigilance Lifelink. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have 40 or more life, you win the game, and it is a 4-6. So if we can just sit there and just gain our life, have our prison effects out, just not be attacked the entire game, we will just eventually win the game on our upkeep. I mean, it's kind of an older-fashioned way to win. This card's been around for as long as I've been playing Magic, but hey, it still gets the job done. Another crazy combo you could run, since Aetherflux Reservoir is kind of also a really good key piece for this deck since it's going to allow us to gain life and we can weaponize our life to knock out opponents. There is a crazy artifact combo with Aetherflux Reservoir, Bolas' Citadel, and Sensei's Divining Top. I'm not going to go and read all three of those cards. If you've been playing Commander, you probably know at least one or two of them, if not all three. But basically, it is going to allow us to completely to cast Sensei's Divining Top from the top of our library with Bolas' Citadel by paying life. 
but because of Aetherflux Reservoir, we are going to be gaining life because of whenever we gain life, we gain life equal to the storm count. So we are going to be constantly gaining life, which doesn't matter because eventually we'll just have enough life that we can just shoot our opponents with a giant Aetherflux Reservoir Cannon, which is a very cool thing. And we are an Esper, so we have tons of artifact and uh, tutors in Enlightened Tutor and War of Invention and Fabricate and all other, all sorts of other tutors that we can use. Especially in Black, we can just use regular tutors. All depends on how crazy and expensive you want this build to be. Another combo that we could run, which are just one just really a good card for this deck, is Heliod, Suncrowned, and Walking Ballista. Heliod Suncrowned is a 2 and a white legendary enchantment creature god. He is a 5-5 five five with indestructible. As long as your devotion is less than 5, as long as your devotion to white is less than 5, Heliod isn't a creature. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature or enchantment you control, and you can pay 1 and a white to give another target creature lifelink until end of turn. So whenever we gain life, we're going to be able to put a counter on something, which is nice. Also, it's on an indestructible god, so he's not going to go anywhere. And with Walking Ballista, which is an XX artifact creature, we can put plus one plus one counters on him whenever we gain life, and then we can remove a plus one plus one counter to deal a damage, because that is what Walking Ballista does. You can remove a counter to deal a damage to any target. But with Heliod, we can pay one and a white to give target creature lifelink. If we give it to Walking Ballista, we can just... Shoot our opponent, it gains a life, we put a counter back, and then we can just kind of machine gun all of our opponents. Basically the same way with Aetherflux Reservoir, just with a thousand little bullets instead of a giant cannon. Also a just really good combo. Seen it in a lot of builds from anywhere to kind of higher power casual to CDH. And of course, if you just want to go with these super budget, super slow, very casual, friendly way of winning, there is always Approach of the Second Sun. Approach of the Second Sun is a six and a white sorcery that reads, if Approach of the Second Sun was cast from your hand and you've cast another spell named Approach of the Second Sun this game, you win the game. Otherwise, put Approach of the Second Sun into its owner's library, seventh from the top, and you gain seven life. So if we cast this spell twice, we win. Once we cast it the first time, it goes 7th from the top, so we're going to draw it eventually, and we gain 7 life, which helps us in order to kind of hold out until the end. So this is just a very budget way of winning. This card's like a dollar. It's been around since Amonkhet. In fact, I built a deck around it in Amonkhet that was kind of a little bit of a controly deck. Not really. You just try to cast Approach the Second Sun as fast as possible. It was kind of fun. But this place has a special part in my heart because I play it in my queen deck. And honestly, it's it's still a very good way to win the game. Like People just forget that you cast it maybe once or they just forget that it's even in your deck and then they kind of forget about it. But there are a lot of ways to win in this build. You can kind of take it any direction. And since we are in the color combination of Esper, which is clearly the best color, we have all of the board wipes, card draw, tutors, removal that we need because we have access to the removal color, the tutor color, and the card draw color. So there's really nothing that we're not needing to fill in the gaps for this deck. Honestly, I wouldn't mind rebuilding this deck. There are a lot of new cards that lean super heavy into life gain, and there's so many unique ways to win in this deck. In Esper, you have access to tons of tutors, board wipes, removal, and card draw. I might revisit this deck one day, but... 
What do you think? Is Olero still amazing today or is he a commander of the past? Let me know what you think. I think that is going to do it for today's quick take. I will catch you Wednesday for your regular scheduled episode of yet another MTG podcast.